Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss, who is also president of All Metals and Forge Group the sponsor of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Should you be interested in a open die forging or seamless rolled rain, go to steelforge.com. And Lou, we're going to be talking with Gary Buckland today from America's Heartland. He's with Spartec, and we're going to be talking about all of these uh, plastic barriers we see when we go into retail locations. Well, it doesn't sound sexy, but we're going to try and make it sexy and uh I think it's actually the it's going to become the standard of the new norm in the way we uh, deal with uh, influenza viruses and so on and so forth. But I'm not the expert, so we're going to have uh, our guests tell us uh, all about it. Uh, we see their material all over the place. So, uh, Tim, the intro, please. So, Gary Buckland is Senior Plant Manager at Spartech. You can find them at S-P-A-R-T-E-C-H.com, Spartech.com. And, Gary, share with us what Spartech does because we've all seen these plastic barriers. Um, You know, what's going on at Spartech? Sure. It's a pretty exciting time right now. Uh, Of course, when the – I'll give you a little background first. Spartech has 14 plants located across the United States. And we produce, uh, you know, packaging materials, um, custom sheet and roll stock, um, along with uh, some cast acrylic products, what we typically do. Uh, When the pandemic hit, of course, all business slowed down, so we kind of found ourselves in a uh, downsizing mode, you know, like everyone is. They were uh, uh, slowing down, losing business. Uh, Of course, uh, when the barriers materials came along, we have uh, several plants that can produce uh, the barrier materials, and they were getting uh, overloaded in orders, of course, right, with everything happening. And we make things out of the face shield, the thinner materials, um, and then we also do thicker materials, which are um, some of the barriers that now we're running, we were asked to run here in Paulding. Uh, we typically produce uh, opaque materials, so they're, they're colored. So uh, we'll, we do a lot for, like, the... Um, RV industry, um, bathtub, shower surrounds. We do agriculture, John Deere, um, Caterpillar, those kind of things. So we do a lot of colored materials. Um, And, of course, with the pandemic, there's such a huge demand uh, for um, the clear acrylics. Um, All of our – the few plants that do produce it were overloaded, and uh, we were challenged to see if we could try running it here in Paulding. So that was the, the task given to us. Okay. So, uh, the, since COVID uh, has uh, risen its ugly head, uh, so you've changed, uh, a, a, I would presume, a significant portion of your uh, plant manufacturing and production. Would that be true? E- yes. Uh, we were at the time uh, with COVID, because of the slowdown in all those other areas, we had furloughed uh, about uh, 60% of our workforce. So we were kind of getting down to a skeleton crew. 
Uh, of course, our other plants uh, producing the clear acrylics were uh, extremely busy. Um, so we were asked to, or challenged to do it. So uh, most people here that have worked here, you know, 40 plus years uh, thought there's no way we could do it. But, uh, you know, sometimes out of desperation, you have to try new things. I challenged our uh, maintenance team, production team, and uh, they, they did a wonderful job. I, I always say I don't take any credit for it. I give it all to them. Uh, within two weeks, we were able to convert uh, one of our lines over uh, to run in the opaque materials to the clear acrylic. Uh, it was successful. And then over the next month, we converted, it took us two weeks to do each line, we converted two additional lines over. So we now have the capacity or capability of producing clear acrylic on uh, three of our production lines. So if we ever got to the point where we're going to be redeveloping uh, as a progress uh, event, going back to the old normal, you can migrate your business again to uh, what you had been doing. Is that uh, correct? Or would you be looking to do both going into the future? Well, actually, it'll be both going into the future. Uh, you know, as much as we can, our our previous business, the you know, markets are, are businesses are picking back up. Uh, the RV industry right now is just really booming. Um, so we've actually gone from furloughing uh, 60% of our workforce to now hiring an additional 35, 40%. So we, uh, within just a several weeks or that short uh, time period, we went from being very slow to calling our people back. Uh, we thought we were going to have to hire about 20 people, and we're ending up hiring almost 40. So, uh, yeah, we're very busy right now as a result of, you know, again, being flexible and, and adjusting to the market environment. Well, that's really, that's really a terrific story of how to migrate your business and then build a business on top of your migration and still have both businesses going on. I would presume, and I'm not asking, but I would presume that's had a significant uh, effect on uh, revenues uh, and going forward. Uh, yes, it was, a, it was a good shot in the arm. Like I said, uh, those around March and April, things were looking uh, fairly bleak for us, you know, again, not knowing right. uh, well, what was going to happen with the economy and the shutdown. Uh, but then uh, by turning on this acrylic, it really gave us a, a good boost um, in, in operations in both production and revenue uh, to the point now that, uh, again, we're, we're busier than this plan has ever been in the, the 50 years of, of operations. Is that right? Maybe the floorboards in the Model T Ford will come back also. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's really uh, a, really a terrific story. I mean, really a sign of uh, great leadership, uh, marketing foresight, and uh, the will to make that kind of major change in, what, less than 60 days? Uh, literally within two weeks. And it, it doesn't sound like much, you know, going from an opaque or colored material to clear, but it really is a significant change. The materials, you know, the way it melts, the way it flows, all the processing right. characteristics, um, it, it's, it's completely it changed. So, and again, I give all the credit to my production team here, the maintenance team, 
we had to invest capital. We had to make large modifications, uh, a lot of sleepless nights, uh, getting things up and running. But, uh, yeah, we, we pulled it off, and uh, now we have the flexibility to uh, go back and forth as needed. You know, depending on whatever the market needs are, we'll be able to adapt. So making colored plexiglass isn't as simple as pouring some food coloring into the goo that you're melting. No, and uh, it's actually complete different material structures. Uh, so the products really? we normally produce here are ABS and styrene, um, some TPRs. Uh, this clear acrylic is uh, a totally different material. Uh, that's why when I mentioned the, the processing characteristics, you know, we had to figure out, you know, because, again, what we do is we take uh, pellet forms, we melt it down into a molten state, and then we run it through our dyes and, and spread it over, a, you know, a, a, a wide surface, and then we, you know, get the right thickness and gauge and length and width, and uh, we convert it. So by, by doing this, we had to learn an entire new uh, process within those two weeks. Right. So it was a, right. quite a learning event. Do you find that uh, you're doing more retail uh, uh, manufacturing or for industry for the purposes of safety and COVID and all of that? Yeah, it was a we uh, most of our sales go to distributors, but from what we've seen, uh, a lot of it is we we did uh, a lot of big manufacturing distribution. Uh, the big one was a lot of schools. Um, and again, right. I know we donated materials to the local schools, uh, you know, again, just for their barrier prevention for, you know, helping to, to combat the, the virus. Uh, so it's sure. across the yeah. board to a lot of different industries. Well, that's, uh, that's good to hear. And it's probably going to continue for quite some time. Uh, this is, uh, the COVID is not going away anytime uh, soon. So, um, Jim? Any uh, additional yeah, thoughts here? Yeah, Gary, what's your sense of uh, the new normal going forward? And have any of your customers who are now putting up these barriers said, eh, you know, we're going to keep them up? Yeah, from what we've been, we're hearing, of course, you know, different industries will do things differently. But overall, I, we have um, – Heard that most businesses are going to keep them open, even if they, you know, the the virus goes away. There's always going to be another virus. So I think we've learned, uh, you know, even things as simple as the cold and flu, um, protection from airborne um, diseases is, is a good thing. So from what we've been hearing and seeing, I, I think for the most part they're here to stay. And at some point in time, that's why we're thinking we'll start seeing repeat orders as, you know, this materials out in the the field for, you know, three, six, nine, twelve months, you know, hey, they're gonna have to replace it. You know, after a while being getting used it it might get scratched and scuffed and whatever else. And so we we do foresee um reordering, you know, for replacement as businesses do keep them the, the vast majority of it in place. So I assume the handshake is gone. <laughs> well, so far, hopefully it comes back. Uh, I'd prefer to have it come back, but uh, yeah, for right now, I, I don't see it coming back anytime soon. Yeah, not hardly, not hardly. Well, I think uh, from a cost justification standpoint, Gary, if those businesses that put it in are going to experience less employee sickness for their frontline workers who are interfacing 
with the public, which means less lost man hours or work hours in their workplace. So it makes sense just to leave it up and keep their workers healthier who are interfacing with the public. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is a, it's an investment that companies aren't used to having because historically we didn't do it. But once people start seeing the benefits out of it, uh, that's why we, we feel that they'll continue to keep it in place. And, and again, hopefully we don't have another pandemic anytime soon. But if we do, at least those businesses that are prepared, you know, they'll be the one step ahead. So uh, we're, we're believing that well, that's the way it's going to continue. You know, assuming that the COVID uh, will ultimately disappear whenever that is, but I, I think that from a safety, safety standpoint between uh, the consumer and the retailer or the manufacturing person interacting with other manufacturing people, I think it's, uh, it's probably something that should have been started back in the Industrial Revolution when you know, there wouldn't have been uh, coal, uh, black, was it black lung disease from the coal? That's right. You know, this is, could have saved a lot of lives uh, a lot sooner. So uh, this is really terrific. And uh, you sell, I presume you sell all, all over the country through uh, distributor networks? Correct. Yeah, we do here. And this is out of the Paulding, Ohio facility. The this, When we make the thicker gauge sheet, we have uh, other plants that do like the face shields. Uh, we do a lot of face shield material. And then uh, we do a lot of polycarbonate also, which is kind of more of a higher-end material. Um, so, yeah, different different applications, uh, we cover it all. It just comes out of different uh, facilities within Spartec. Well, we do need your uh, website address for our uh, listeners to uh, check you out. Yeah, they can do that at uh, simply at www.spartech.com. S P A R T E C H dot com, and uh, all the information for the company is there. That's uh, great. Gary, this, uh, is, uh, Gary, this is Gary Buckland, who's a uh, head honcho in manufacturing, uh, plant, uh, plant manager. So he's the man to go after to get more information. Uh, Gary, as we wrap this up, uh, one more question because I kind of chuckled at your statement to. As most employers run into, and that is, oh, we haven't ever done that. That's not the way we do things. Um, it can't be done. Where were the surprises when you made this conversion? And, and and that was really it. And that was the, I guess, the challenge um, I had to put up to the team was again because initially that's what I heard was right. This is something we can't do, or we've never done it before. You know, you, you have to think outside the box. Uh, today's industry is changing continuously, right? Uh, we do a lot of lean manufacturing here, uh, a lot of process improvements all the time. So it was, you know, we're, we're used to change, but this was a drastic change, something uh, we've never seen here before. So sometimes you have to be willing to, to try those different things. Um, and again, uh, you got to think differently. You got to operate differently. Um, as as business needs change uh, if in manufacturing, if you're not willing to change with it, you're probably not going to be in business. But if you are able to change and adapt, uh, you can go from, you know, trying to survive to thriving. So um, that's kind of the lesson we learned. 
Gary, I, I call that in a, just a few words, change or die. Yep. I agree. And, uh, and it sounds, like out about a, sounds like you've done a real good job of it, and uh, I'm glad you've been on the show. Well, Gary, well, thanks for joining here. us. We appreciate you having you and you sharing what you do. And probably the most remarkable thing that we, we enjoy about this kind of conversation is to hear directly from somebody who's on the plant floor what happened, how they did it, it was possible, this is where we are. Great job, Gary. Thanks for sharing with us. Well, I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, again, my biggest thing, our takeaway was hopefully is that uh, the products we produced are, are helping save lives because at the end of the day, uh, that's the most important thing. So we're just glad that we're a part of it and, and uh, helping everybody get through this uh, terrific, or, you know, terrible time that we're all going through right now. You, you, you guys should be proud of what you're doing. And we've been talking with Gary Buckland, who's senior plant manager at Spartech, about the fascinating conversion they did for their production line so they could produce PPE for this COVID situation. And we look forward to COVID going away. Uh, we certainly look forward to having other guests on, like Gary, on Manufacturing Talk Radio. And if you would like to hear more of our shows, go to jacketmediaco.com, and you can hear this show, Manufacturing Talk Radio, as well as our other five podcasts, Women in Manufacturing, The Lamb Podcast, Hazard Girls, Full Time with Amy, Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Walden, and Where's Willie? And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.